Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon and welcome back. Uh, my name is Michael Bath. This is the Porsche Cool Podcast and it's owner stories today. Every Tuesday, uh, I talk to a different Porsche owner around the world, pre-recorded, of course, because we're always doing these by Zoom, but it's a Porsche owner from somewhere in the world. Today, I've got uh, Jeremy coming in and Jeremy's coming in from the UK, uh, where I am actually at the moment, but we're doing this through Zoom, of course. Um, if you want to be on Owner Stories, though, before we get into Jeremy's story, if you want to be on Owner Stories, uh, all you need to do is just contact me through Instagram. It's the best place to get a hold of me, uh, Porsche Cooled on Instagram or Michael.Bath on Instagram. It's probably the best two to contact me through. I do have another Instagram, which is P997.1. Uh, you guys that know me, I have three. I'm juggling three Instagram accounts for some stupid reason. Um, anyway, this is Owner Stories today. Like I said, uh, Jeremy's coming in from the UK. He's a longtime Porsche enthusiast. Porsche fan. Uh, he's had a few Porsches uh, and we're going to get him on the line on Zoom. I'm going to get him on the line right now, actually. I've got about five minutes to connect uh, and we're going to talk to Jeremy Jeremy about his Porsche cooled owner story. Okay, welcome back, everyone. Uh, welcome back to Owner Stories. I didn't mention it before in the, in the pre-intro before I've uh, got Jeremy online here, but it's number 42. Uh, so it's number 42 of the Owner Stories. And today I am joined by Jeremy coming in from the UK, coming from, from the Cotswolds. Good uh, evening, Jeremy. How are you? I'm very well. Good to speak to you, Michael. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad to have you on. Uh, and I just want to tell the listeners, uh, Jeremy reached out to me on Facebook Messenger. Facebook Messenger, which is not something I use a lot, so I'm always a bit slower <laughs> to respond on Facebook <laughs> Messenger. But I eventually get around to it. Um, but Jeremy just reminded me that when was it, Jeremy? It was when uh, Luftkolt was on in, in the UK. You reached out to me and we we're going yeah. we to meet up at, at that event, weren't we? A couple of years, two, three years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. It was, uh, it was just after the, I think, the, <clears throat> the Porsche celebration, wasn't it? So it must have been 2018 or 2017, I think, something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It was great event, but awful weather. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, okay, so we always like to start owner stories. We always like to start them. Or I always like to start them with the same question, uh, and it's about where your Porsche journey began. Like when you first started noticing Porsches, noticing nine elevens. Uh, you know, was it a, was it a relative that you had when you were a kid, or was it you know a neighbour, or did it all happen for you much later in life? So when does it all? When did the Porsche thing all all start for you, Jeremy? So uh, for me, really early. So um, it was, I remember, I've got a photo of the actual day um, in question. So my father's boss um, lent uh, my uncle, who also worked for the same company, um, his car for a week. Um, and we're all pretty uh, big car guys in the family. And um, the particular car was a, a 930 Turbo in, in Guards Red. Um, and I was probably nine, 10 years old. Um, and I went over to my grandparents where the car was. Um, and, uh, uh, my uncle took me for a drive in it and I just could not stop smiling. <laughs> it was, um, an amazing, amazing experience. I've got a, I've got a photograph of me sat in that 930 turbo, which I've kind of kept in my wallet for a lot of years. Um, because I always wanted a 911. It's always been my goal. Um, and I now keep a copy of that photograph in my um, sun visor in my car just to remind me where it started and where I am now. <laughs> yeah, and I have to tell the listeners, you actually, um, you actually sent me that photo on, on Facebook. And I was wondering, I, I was pretty sure that was you as a kid. Um, but it's so great yeah. that, you, that you keep those photos because sometimes those photos like that get lost, don't they? You know what I mean? And it, it's such a like, 
and it is the red. So it was a turbo. I was going to ask you whether it was a turbo or just a 3.2 Carrera. So it is an actual turbo, red turbo. Actual turbo, yeah, which um, was really, really scary, but exhilarating at the same time. And um, yeah, that, that's where the passion started. Um, and also my mother uh, worked for a dentist and he um, had a uh, 924S. Um, so, and and he used to sort of uh, pick me up from school occasionally and or take me for a spin. Um, and at that time, as a Porsche owner, you used to get a, a calendar every year. Um, and he used to give me that calendar. So every month had a different different Porsche on it. Oh, really? That's so, great. <laughs> yeah. So from a really early age, I was um, just just totally focused on getting a Porsche at some point. So you're looking at that calendar as a kid, working out which one which one you're going to get first. It's like, which, which yeah. one is it going to be? Um, pretty yeah, good introduction, though. A turbo, a turbo and a 924S. So it's kind of like, you know, both sides of the spectrum, isn't it? Both sides of the of those great. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. So... That's a while back. That's when you're a kid. Yep. You're thinking about it. What happens with the Porsche? What What happens with the Porsche uh, journey after that? Do you Do you go into like regular cars, like a lot of the owners that I speak to, because of you know just just because of life, basically, or do you look at other sports cars? Or how does the What happens next after that? Okay, so I was I pretty much got the the Porsche bug and the car bug from from the, from that day on. Um, so when I was just turned 17, um, I got my first car, which was an Alfa Romeo uh, Alfa Sud uh, 1.5, which was only cost me 500 pounds. It was uh, red with gold wheels. You know, I thought it was a, a Dino or something. It really was. <laughs> uh, I loved it. It was, uh, you know, full of. They're rest. kind of special, though, weren't they? The they Alfa were. Suds were kind of. They were, yeah, yeah. I remember those. They were, they're kind of. Co- they're very cool looking. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm still looking um, in the classifieds now to get one. I, I really want to. Everyone likes to get their first car back, don't they? I'm, I'm sure it got trashed, but um, I would like to get you know a concourse one or something and uh, and have it uh, have it back home because it has a lot of fun, fond memories. So that's an early car. You're having fun with that. <clears throat> it's a driver's car. Um, it's 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 an exotic car. It's an Italian car. Um, so how long before you start thinking, you know, I can get a Porsche? Is, is it quite some years or is there, you know, is there another alternative that comes in, in, in between then? Because a lot of people get BMWs, a lot of people get other German cars and then, you know, even things like, you know, um, Lotuses and then make their way into 911. Is that what happened for you or did it, yeah. did you go in a so different direction? I had, so I had a couple of Triumph Spitfires okay. um, when I was a teenager, um, which were, fun but awful um and then i then went the german route which we all do so i had um um uh with the exception of a toyota mr2 which i had a a t-bar which was great i had uh, a couple of golf gtis um and i've had five mercedes and one bmw uh, before i got to porsche so um like a lot of guys I, i went the german route so what Mercedes did you have? Did you were they practical ones or were they the the sportier AMG style ones? Yeah, so um, I was sort of sort of middle management really. So I had a lot of sort of C classes. Um, I had uh, eventually got to a CLK three twenty, which was a nineteen ninety eight. Uh, that was a great car, um, and then I had a C class convertible. Um, I had a 320 Touring BMW. Okay, nice. Um, 
So, um, yeah. But the um, you mentioned the MR2 as well. You had an MR2 way back there. They were, they were very special cars and still are, aren't they? They're sought after again today. People are always searching them out. Yeah. So that was a 1991. And um, it was a, a company car, actually. My boss said to me, you know, he had a, a 550 Marinello. Oh, really? And uh, he said, Jeremy, you know, you're not quite ready for a Ferrari yet. But um, <laughs> this thing's the nearest uh, we can give you. Um, you know, it's sort of rear engined, uh, you know, pop up lights, you know, it looks great. So, um, I loved it. It was a fantastic car. Really yeah, was. they were, they were, they were pretty special at the time. I remember I had a friend that had one actually, he had one. I don't know if it was a night, that model or it was a little bit earlier, but he had one and it was, um, it was pretty special at the time. I mean, it was definitely a yeah. different sort of car than, than a lot of other cars that were going around. All right, so you've gone through the corporate the corporate thing. You've had the you know the company cars. You've had these cars, but when does it happen then? So when do you think okay, I'm I'm going to look for a, a Porsche. I'm going to get it as my second car, or I'm going to get it as my main car. What is okay. the one that comes first? Because you've got the memories of that that turbo. You've got the memories of that yeah. nine two four. Um, what do you start looking for? And do you buy what you've intended to buy, or did you go off track a little bit? So it was. I knew it was going to happen. And then one day I found out that um, my sort of favorite Porsche dealership, Dick Lovett, um, were opening a showroom two miles from my office um, in, uh, in Chooksbury. And I thought, oh, no, <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is not going to go well. Yeah. Um, and very shortly after, as soon as it opened, they had a, an opening due. I went in there um, and got talking to a lovely salesman. <laughs> And uh, ended up placing an order for my my first Porsche. And when was that, Jeremy? How long ago was that? So that was 2016. So the 718 Boxster and Cayman had just been released. Okay. Um, and that's uh, that's what I ordered. So I had one of the first ones on the road. So um, you optioned it yourself. It wasn't a car that was in stock. You you actually spec'd it out exactly how yeah. you wanted it. I spec'd it. Yeah, spec'd it from factory. So it was um, just a base 718 Boxster. In the uh, in the basic white color, um, had the Carrera classic wheels, um, manual. Okay. Um, very very few options because at, at the time, 2016, it was quite a big purchase for me. Um, but yeah, I, I had that car for four years. Four years. So you ordered yeah. it from new. Um, so you have that peace of mind with the warranty and all that. So there's no and there was no issues with the 718. Uh, Boxster was there. There was no like recalls uh, or any major issues with it. It's quite a reliable car, wasn't it? The first gen. Yeah, I, I did um, seventy thousand miles in that car. Wow! And it did not. It did not. Nothing ever went wrong. It was perfect. So when you you, you had the car for four years, um, when other owners that I've spoken to normally when they option a car and they spec it from new, they don't tend to add too many things to the car because they bought it pretty much how they wanted it. Um, was there anything that you added to the to your first Porsche to your seven one eight Boxster when you over the four year period? No, I, I, oh, I, I, uh, I did. I, I changed. I swapped out the exhaust. Um, only the tips. It had the single oval exhaust, which was quite nice. But I wanted the look of the the twin pipes, so I took it back to the dealership after about a year and just swapped out the the tailpipes. But apart from that, I didn't I didn't change a thing. Um, it was pretty. Pretty standard spec. It had the um, 19 inch wheels, say manual, uh, black leather interior, just with the embossed crest on the headrests. Um, had sports chrono, which is something I wanted. Yep. Um, 
but that that was about it. But as, as I say, we, I did loads of European trips in that car, and it just never missed a beat. So I always like to ask this question because it's that memory that you have. Because it's you know I always remember the first time I got my nine eleven, my nine nine seven, the first proper driver when it went went with it. Um, so with you. How was that feeling when, you know, you're thinking back to when you're a kid, you're thinking about those Porsches and you, and you get into your 718 and you take it on one of these great drives, either where you live or in Europe. How was that feeling? Uh, it was a, an amazing feeling. Uh, it, it, and it was great to get into a Porsche, but I knew it was just a stepping stone because what I really wanted was a 911. Um, and those are twice the price. Um, so I just had to, uh, over those four four years, you know, get, get to that point. Um, okay, here's a question for you, Jeremy. Um, when you went to buy the 718, you weren't tempted to p- tempted to pick up a, in 2016, like a, a, a 997.2 or, or, or a 996? You weren't tempted to get a older generation 911? Yeah, I did, I did give it some thought because um, a lot of my friends have got older generations. Um, but um, I just wanted something because I was going to use it you know, it's a daily. I wanted something super reliable. I wanted a warranty. I just wanted something that was just not going to give me any trouble. Um, and, um, you know, over those 70,000 miles, it, it said I didn't miss a beat. Um, you know, went, went around Europe three times. Wow. It was Fantastic. Perfect. So the, the warranty in the UK, so the four years it was warranted the whole time you owned it, so you didn't have to put anything really up front except for just general no. servicing? Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so you, you, you're driving it a lot, you're enjoying it, uh, which we all like to hear. So then you, you start to get that itch, like you said, you know, because ultimately we all want a 911. Um, when did you start thinking about buying a 911? So <laughs> it was just when the pandemic started. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, so it was, yeah, well, February 2020, so during the pandemic, um, I... I thought, you know what, if I don't do it now, because everyone was talking about them being electrified, you know, and um, and going down that route. And for me, that's just just not an option. Uh, that's not what Porsches or 911s are about. Um, so I thought, if I don't if I don't uh, pull the trigger now, uh, I might miss might miss my chance. Um, so I I placed my order in February 2020. So February 2020 is like a month before everything fell apart, I think, wasn't it? I mean, I was in Bahrain at the time, and March is pretty much when everything started to fall apart, wasn't it? it so was. you're so you ordered your car. So it's not in stock again. It's a it's a special nope. optioned order. Um, how long did it take you to work out? Did you get onto the configurator at home and, and and mess around for nights on end trying to work out your spec? How did you work out what you were going to buy? So yeah, absolutely. I, I was, and I still, I still spend too much time on the configurator. But uh, yes, I, I, I kind of knew in my head what I wanted, I want, what I wanted the car to look like. Um, so I specced it out in about a week. Um, went into the dealership and um, tried to negotiate a deal, which uh, wasn't. I quickly realised wasn't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got some free floor mats um, and uh, and placed the order. Yeah. Okay, so when you're looking, when you're thinking about what to buy, were you tempted to, and, I, and the listeners will know what you bought because it's in the title of the podcast, but were you tempted to go up a, a level? Were you tempted to look at the Carrera S or were you tempted to look at, you know, um, a GTS? Or did you think, I want a 911 and 
the, the base, let's not call it base, but the Carrera is, is going to be enough for my needs. Is that how it was or was, how did you make that decision? Yeah, I'm, I'm a great believer in, you know, the cars are getting so powerful now, aren't they? You know, this is you know, nearly 400 brake horsepower. And I just don't think I need the 450 that the S has got. Um, saying that, I'm sure I go that route at some point. But um, <laughs> at the time, I thought 400 is enough for me. Um, and um, uh, let's just see how I get on with it. And, um, you know, I love it. Yeah, and there's a lot of there is a lot of stuff online about that, isn't there? About that the the 992 in the Carrera, not the Carrera S, is really all that you need. Um, as yeah. you know, I have a 997.1 Carrera, um, and I don't think it's lacking power. Even though I'm sure the Carrera S in the 997 or the Carrera you know GTS is is much obviously much faster. But as an yes. experience goes, I don't know if you really do miss that much. Um, and as long as, like you said, as long as you, you can also get the options you want, you can, you know, if you're buying it new, you can specify it the way you like. Um, therefore, it is more personalized. Um, you know, uh, Nick in uh, Australia, Architect Driving, who's got a 901.2 Carrera, um, he specced it in the base as well. He specced it in manual and he just specced it exactly how he wanted it. I mean, similar to how you've specced your 992, I guess. Um, I mean, I'm a true believer like you. I think the base is, is you know, there's plenty of power there, um, absolutely plenty of power. So what did you tell the listeners before we get into talking about the 992? Tell the listeners exactly um, what you bought and the options you you went with and the options you attempted to go with maybe even, um, Jeremy, but you didn't select. Yeah, it's an, it's an interesting story, actually, because I almost made a huge mistake. Um, but I went for uh, another white um, I like white Porsches, uh, white 992 uh, with PDK with the 2021-inch uh, um, graphite RS spider wheels. Um, I also got the Bose sound system, um, the black leather interior with the crayon stitching, um, the sports exhaust. I tried a demo with and without, and it was just an absolute uh, a must. Um, so I went for the sports exhaust. Uh, sports chrono and it just came out at that time um and i really pleased i went for it was the um the clear rear lenses so it hasn't got the red um bacon strips as they call it on the back it's got the clear lenses and the clear rear lights and it just um i think it looks fantastic um electric mirrors uh porsche crests on the headdress and the parking aids and that sort of thing so yeah i spec'd it with everything i wanted what is it about the Porsche crest on the headrest? There's something special about those, but they're such a little option, isn't it? I don't, I don't know. It's like the seats need that crest, don't they? I know you said you had it on your 718 as well. Um, yes. but, but they kind of do just finalize everything, don't they? They always look good. It's I like having the, even the crest on your um, console lid, you know? Um, I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes it just makes that little bit of difference. Um, you spec'd it really well, though. The wheels, I mean, I love those wheels. I think they're, the, they're you know, one of the best wheels on the 992. Um, I don't know what all the wheels are called. I don't mind the ones that are just the plain sort of flat, um, flat face sort of spoke ones as well. I'm not sure what they're called. Uh, I think you can get them in black as well, those ones. Yeah. But I was saying on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, you know, I saw one here in Canary Wharf. I saw a, um, the crayon or the chalk 992. And every time I see a 992, you really, I, I always appreciate it a little bit more. You know what I mean? Like it just, 
it yep. really is a well-designed um, generation of the 911. And the rear that people were a little bit worried about at first, it just when you see it in really lo- real life and you're at that level and you see it, you know, going around a roundabout or whatever, it really is a, a fantastic shape, isn't it? It is. I think it's it's uh, it's true to the original form. Um, I'm, I'm looking at it now, actually, and, and uh, it's a, it's a great looking car. <laughs> and it's a nice spec. You've done a really nice spec on it, I think. Really nice option. And um, so the sports exhausts uh, on the 992 really makes a big difference, does it? It does. The, so the cell, I, I spec'd it without the sports exhaust, and yeah. uh, the salesman said, "Are you sure?" And I said, "Yeah, I think it's. I think it sounds okay." He said pop in and we've got one here that's got one with and one without. Right. And um, he, start, he started them both up and uh, it was it was night and day. Um, I thought, blimey, I can't, I can't be without this. <laughs> so so um, was the decision in, in the beginning not to have it due to cost or just because you didn't think it needed the extra sound? Uh, I just didn't think it needed, you know, I'm a big fan of that flat six, but it was a bit muted. Right. Um, and when I heard it with the sports exhaust, it um, it just sounded, you know, it just sounded so much better. I mean, I, and I drive it, I drive my car every day, and um, I never not have that sports exhaust on. So your cars, your, your Porsches are daily drivers. So this is a daily driver as well. This is your your one yeah, sort of main probably, car. Yeah, probably drive it four drive it four days a week probably. So how was the experience when? Before we get into the driving experience, Jeremy, the, the experience of getting out of the 718, and that was a new car, and it's still a special car, yeah. but getting out of the interior of the 718 and getting into the new generation of the 911, I mean, I love the interior of the 992, and I said that to you in your Facebook um, post, it's just such a fantastic interior. Um, how did it feel sitting in the car? Because it's there's so it feels like there's so much going on, but there's so much to you know appreciate, isn't there? There is. It's, it's a really... It's a special place to sit. Um, you know, I, I'm a, a big fan of the older Porsches, so I was a bit unsure about all the big screens and, uh, you know, the lack of switches. But, um, you know, it's, I've really come around to it. I mean, it really is a, you know, that sort of Panamera type look. Um, but, um, no, I, I, I absolutely love it. And that centre, the centre dial, the analogue dial, really works well, doesn't it, um, with the digital? It, it does. just does. It just looks yeah. fantastic. Um, you have a lot yeah. of customization on that too, don't you? On the on the nine nine two, you do, you do. Um, then, and the only thing I would sort of switch out is that that sort of gear selector uh, that looks like a shaver. That's the only thing I get in there every morning and think, yeah, I wish there was a someone's going to come up with an option. I'm sure. I don't know. I I don't hate it. They've changed that now, haven't they? Have they updated that or not? I think on the GT three, it's um, yeah. On the, the GT3, yeah. Yeah, that's a gear stick look. I don't dislike it. I don't dislike it. Has yours got the uh, the piano black trim? Has it got piano black it trim? It has. What do you think it of has. that? It's um, it's quite fun to keep clean. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, had to, I had to order some uh, makeup brushes online from Amazon to keep in the glove box. Uh, <laughs> just, just, to, just to give a little brush each day. It was a, a tip I got from James May on uh, Top Gear. Oh, really? Um, yeah, so I keep a, some brushes in the glove box just to uh, keep it clean because you start rubbing it with a cloth, it scratches. And uh, Actually, you're right. That's what all the main detailers use, don't they? They have all the very fine, yeah. very expensive um, makeup brushes. That's right. I, I yeah. did actually see yeah. that somewhere. No, I asked you that question because I've only – I've had – you know, you're the second uh, owner that's been on Owner Stories who uh, has a 992, the first being um, Elliot. 
uh, in yeah. um, Seattle. Um, and I think Elliot sent me a message. I know Elliot's probably listening to this, but I think he sent me a message saying the only thing he still wasn't 100% sure about was the, was the piano back black trim. Similar to what you said, it's really hard to keep clean. Um, yeah. Is there an option not to have that? Is it just it, you'd have to get the carbon option or a different aluminium option, yeah. would you? Yeah, you would. Um, I, think, I think that is an option now. It wasn't at the time because I would have gone for it if, uh, if I could because I've had piano black before and um, made the mistake of using a cloth and, and scratching it. So if it was an option, I, I would have taken it. But um, I, I think it's an option now, but not, not, not then. Okay, so you got your, you've got your first 911. You've had it since February 2020. So you've only had it for what, a year and a half now, right? A year and a half you've owned it. Um, yeah, so I ordered it in February, got it in July. Um, yeah, so it's actually almost a year old. Um, all right. Next next couple of weeks, yeah. So it took a reasonable – so the order took a reasonable amount of time to – well, in today's standards, that was probably quick because no one can seem to order a 911 at the moment, right? They're, they're just like still backlogged apparently. So you get it in July. Do you – and we're still in lockdown in the UK. We're still in lockdown around the world or semi-lockdown. Is there an opportunity there to go on a really long drive once you run the car in or did you have to wait much longer? So the day I got the car, I actually was talking to uh, James at Auto Amateur and okay. he was he was then doing um, – asked me if I'd do a video on it on, on the day I got it. So um, I did, a, I did a, a brief video on the day I collected it. So it had three, four miles on the clock. Um, so I did that did that video for James, um, and then I just went driving around the Cotswolds, and I, I don't think I got out of it for uh, nine or ten hours. And I guess that's the great thing, like you said before we started recording, you've got all those great roads at your doorstep, haven't you? You've got those windy Absolutely. country roads with little traffic most of the time, most of the time, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So yeah. was there a long run-in period with the 992? It's just the normal, was it 1,000 miles, or how, how long do you have yeah. to be careful with the engine? Yeah, well, the guy, uh, the, the, the salesman said um, that most of the engines are sort of bench tested and running on the bench. So um, take it easy for the first thousand if you if you found, you know if you want, but um, you know really go for it. Um, and you know the last twelve months I've done nearly eight thousand miles, which is which is quite I'm quite impressed during lockdown. <laughs> yeah, that's good actually. That's really impressive. Um, so it must, we go back to the feeling again because, you know, the listeners always like to know about that feeling. And, and you know, you've, you've had those memories as a kid. You know, you've, it's not your first Porsche, but it's your first 911. Was it, was it a pinch me moment? Was it like, you know, I can't believe I'm in this yeah. car? Yeah. So on the day of collection, I took, um, I took my parents along because they've been listening to me chirping on about 911 since I was, uh, since I was 10 years old. I've, I've still got my, my toy Porsches uh, from when I was a kid. I've got in my office uh now just to remind me um so i took my parents along and as soon as the salesman pulled off that you know that the uh the sheet over the car um i had a had a bit of a moment <laughs> um i couldn't i couldn't quite believe it it was uh it was just amazing um and everything i, I hoped it would be um uh, it's a really a really great experience and i still every 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 morning when i jump in it i i get a buzz and Every time I, I park it uh, at the supermarket and, and, and I, I take a look back when I walk away. Um, yeah, it's weird, it. isn't it? How it has that, you know, 
whether it be a new 992 or a 996 or a 997 or whatever, it, it does have that feeling of you. Don't It does have that power of you. It's, it's, it's weird. Um, and I've spoken many times before. Jeremy, you probably heard me talk about it on videos and, and on the podcast. But, you know, when I used to go back to Australia like every couple of months from the UK, every time I got in the car, it was like, it's not like you forget how it feels, but when you haven't been in the car for a while, it's just like you realize how good it is. Even for an older 911, yeah. you just realize how that experience, especially when you start going around, you know, bends and curves and twisty roads, and then you realize how great it is. How was the yeah. feeling, though, of the driving of your 992? So you're thinking back to the, the 718 and how it handled, because the 718's mid-engine. How was the yeah. difference in the, the feel, in the driving feel for you? Obviously, there's more power, but... Was there a big difference when you were driving the 911 from your memory of the 718? Yeah, so the 718 was, um, so I did lots of trips down to Europe through the Alps and things, and it was just, you could just never get it to move. It was just, it was just like, like it was on rails. It was fantastic. And I was always a bit worried, it's probably from that early trip in that 930, where the, you know, the tail was constantly wagging. I was really worried about um, losing, losing the back, um, and it being a bit difficult, but I've, I've had it around some pretty, um, pretty windy roads and I, it's, it's very stable. I haven't, um, haven't even slightly lost it. Um, uh, you know, I'm quite a fast driver and, um, it's, it's very stable. I'm very impressed. That's great. So people who, who don't know much about 992s, the new Porsches, you you said you've done how many miles? 8,000 miles? Approaching 8,000 miles, yeah. I was hoping to do a lot more, hoping to do some Euro trips this year, but obviously that's uh, not happened. So what is the service intervals on the new 992s? Has it had its first service already or not? No, 20,000 miles or two years. 20,000 miles. So that's the first oil change. Yeah. Are you comfortable with that amount of time or is that you just trust Porsche with that? Uh, it seems like a long time, doesn't it? It does. I, I do trust them, but I am hoping to get away to um, to Italy later this summer. Um, I was going to take it in uh, for just a health check anyway, just check the tyres and everything out and the fluids. And I'll mention it again then because uh, I do think that's leaving a little bit too long for a change. So it'll be interesting to see what they say. Um, but I'd say it is a, a Porsche main dealer that are right next to my office. So um, I'm, I'm very lucky. And does your car have the suspension on your car? Is it adjustable? What is it? Is standard suspension on the Carrera? I'm not quite sure what the options yeah. were on the yeah. um, suspension it, setup. Yeah. I think there is a couple of options in the in the PCM where you can change things, but um, I drive it in sport mode everywhere anyway. So really, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I'm never in normal mode. <laughs> <laughs> Can you set your own modes in the in the nine nine two? Is it like is it customizable or is it not not? I'm not quite sure. Yeah, you've got an individual mode. Uh, you've got that little um, rotary dial on the on the um, steering wheel. Um, so you've got the normal mode, sport mode, sport plus, and individual. Um, I just knock it into sport mode every time because you get you know it's just that the acceleration's a bit tighter, uh, the exhaust seems a bit louder, um, and that living start stop doesn't happen every. Every time you hit the lights, can you you can turn that off though, right? The start stop. I think yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, I think I turned that off. So you know, a lot of people who listen to the podcast, you know, some people don't have a Porsche yet. Some people are searching for their first one. Um, you know, and a lot of the times it comes down to budget. And we always talk about this how you know price is always a, a consideration. And, and you know, Porsches, whether they're new or whether they're used, the prices keep going up. 
Do you think for, for someone who's a, coming in new to Porsche and they really want a 911, would you say it's a good move like what you did to get a 718 Boxster before a 911? Or do you think wait and then, you know, get your 911 that you really yeah. want? I, I, would, I would say get a Boxster or a Cayman just so you, you, you get to know the brand because, you know, they really look after you um, and you get a, an idea about how, how the, the brand operates and what the service is like. I mean, they really look after you. I'll never forget when I ordered my 718. Um, they invited me on a day at Silverstone to the Porsche Centre there where you get to um, uh, drive with an instructor and uh, take it on the skid pan and go around the circuit and they give you a lovely lunch and really look after you. And um, you just get to know about the brand. And, and actually, I had some pretty fast cars before, um, but the 718 was a step up for me. And I think it's it's been quite useful for me to drive that for for uh, four years and get used to a performance car before jumping into this, which is you know another level on. Um, because I, yeah, I think experience is um, is key. Yeah, good point. Good point. So yeah, I think you're right though. I do think you're right. I think it, it comes back to the point that it's it's best to if you want a Porsche, um, get into the brand. You know, what I mean, we always say this. You know, buy the one you can afford, but you know. It's best to get into the brand, experience the brand, like you said, um, and enjoy that driving experience and, you know, get your driving skills more honed to, I guess, Porsche or just slightly better, you know, than what they might have been before. Um, yes. Would you, is there anything, I mean, you've got a, the dealership experience, you said that was really great. Have you bought both your uh, Porsches from the same dealer? Absolutely. Yeah, I have. And um, the service has been yeah, really, really superb, actually. Um, and they've just started getting in touch. I popped in to say hi because I've not been in. I used to pop in all the time. You know, uh, I popped in because they've just got a GT3, a 992 GT3 in stock. And I said to the salesman, if you get one in, just I, I just I've just got to see one in the flesh. Um, so um, I went to see uh, this black one. It's uh, black on black with a black interior. It's really sort of stealthy um and the guy is actually stuck in bahrain i think you can't come over and collect it yet oh, so really? I feel sorry for it. but it's a, a really beautiful car and um so i popped yeah, in bahrain's in the red zone <laughs> yeah so i popped in and uh the salesman was like yeah jeremy do you do you, do you feel like uh, moving to your next porsche you know cause they're just trying to get stock they've got no stock nothing to sell you know the, the new car orders are full up and the, and the second hand stock is just non-existent so um, does this mean you're you're on the short list for the gt3 or the gt3 touring then because you bought two cars yeah. from the dealer you think you, you no. you're almost there no <laughs> <laughs> um my my um my ceo is on his 25th 911 really? uh, and uh, yeah i think he's um i think he's uh even he's not on the list yet i, I think you really got to be um there's just one guy I know at the dealership that gets um, uh, always gets a GT3, but he's also got a 918 and a, oh, okay. uh, a Sport Classic and um, a few other bits and pieces. Oh, really? I think he's a really good person. Yeah. Wow. So I think you've right. I don't know how. I don't know what the secret is. I don't know how much you've got to spend, but um, a lot. Yeah, I've got way to go. <laughs> <laughs> so how was the GT3 when you saw it? I, I haven't. I'm yet to see one. How was the the wing and and and, and the rear? Was it? Did it look like it was quite resolved? Yeah. Did you like the look of it? I, I did. It's um, you know I hit fifty this year, so I think it's a bit it's a bit young for me. I'm you know I'm, I'm 
very much in the touring camp. If I was going to, if I was lucky enough to get a, an allocation and I could afford it, I'd have a, a GT3 touring. I think that is the the, the perfect 911. Um, you know, a bit more, a bit more understated. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us are edging towards that way. Even Steve said that he would probably go more in the 992 to the touring than the um, than the wing version. Um, and especially now with Instagram, and you see them starting to be delivered the tourings, uh, also the winged one as well. But you start seeing the colours, um, and there's some great colours appearing in the um, in the touring, and it looks it looks pretty fantastic. I hate to say though, being boring as I always am, the GT Silver one that I saw yesterday, uh, even though I saw that Messian, the blue, the very pale sort of golf blue colour, there was one that appeared. Um, Silver still looks great. And I do like white in the 992 too. I think the white, the lighter colors in a 992 shape, even like your Carrera, um, yeah. especially with those RS wheels you have, which are just fantastic, those spider wheels, whatever they call them. They're just, they just look fantastic. Um, they're quite an expensive option, those wheels, aren't they? They're not a, they're not a cheap they option, were, are they? They were, I think, a couple of thousand pounds, but um, I just think wheels are everything. I think probably the most important thing on a, on a 911 are the wheels. It can it can make or break a, a look of a car. Um, I mentioned earlier about I almost made a mistake, um, and that was I went in and said to the salesman, "I want to get a sunroof," and he said, "I'm really sorry, it's gone past that point. Um, we can't we can't we can't do that for you." And I was quite upset at the time, but actually, when I look at it now, I think a sunroof would have sort of broken up that 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 sort of black and white look. So. Um, um, I'm pleased I wasn't able to do it in the end. Yeah, I think you've got the better spec without the sunroof. I'm, you know, my 997 has a sunroof. I'm, I know people give me grief about this when I say it, but I'm not a big sunroof fan on the 991s or the 992s. I still think, you know, no sunroof is still, it, like you said, the line is just so much nicer. It really is so much nicer without it, um, in my opinion. So, yeah, no, what are you planning then? So you 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 must be itching to get to 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 Europe. So you're planning a, a trip on in Italy, and you're planning a trip to Germany. What they're on the cards? Hopefully, uh, when yeah. everything clears up here again. Yeah. So uh, in the seven one eight, we we went to Monaco. We went to the Black Forest in Germany. We went to Lake Como. We went down to Saint Tropez in the south of France. We did some great trips, um, and the plan was. Get the 911 and do those trips, uh, and we've just not been able to do anything. So um, we're hoping later this summer we can we can get away and um, and really stretch its legs and um, and see what it can do in the Swiss Alps, especially because uh, those roads are incredible. So almost follow the same roads that you you took the 718. So you'll have that comparison then. You'll be able to know what yeah. the difference in yeah. the in the handling yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess there. I guess you will miss that open air experience right because you had the boxster yes. you said you didn't get the sunroof yeah. and i think it's a good it's a good you know glad you didn't get the sunroof but there will be that little bit of you that you will miss that open air experience especially on some of those roads in in, in the nice sort of evening air yeah absolutely my my, my next 911 uh will be uh like a targa so a bit of best of both worlds yeah the targa i'm i'm a fan of the targa but Everyone keeps talking about, especially with the 992 generation, about the weight, don't they? Is yeah. that, would you look at a 992 generation? Would you think about, you know, maybe trading your car up in a few years for a Targa or are you thinking the next generation? Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, uh, well, I'd like a Targa GTS would be, um, would be my next and probably final, um, final decision. Um, 992. 
yeah, nine nine two again. I, I, I just because I use it so often, I just need that warranty, and I just need to know that uh, I'm not going to have any problems, and I can get get to see my clients and things. So, um, yeah, I think that would be the perfect um, the perfect next move for me. That's a big jump up, Jeremy, from a yeah. Carrera to a. <laughs> that's a big jump it up. It is. <laughs> but it's worth it. I mean, you know, it's a great looking yeah. car. You can't, you know, yeah. I haven't seen the 992. I haven't seen a 992 on the road yet in the Targa. Yeah. One Have of my you? neighbors has just got one. So I've got, I've got to, uh, um, I've got, uh, it's, it's five Porsches on my road. Really? <laughs> and, uh, but then you've got yeah. that temptation. It's always there seeing that Targa. That's not good. That's not good. No. I know I'm going to see it every day and it's going to, but it's black. I, I will never have another black car. So yeah, um, I wouldn't do black. I wouldn't yeah, do black. It's just impossible to keep clean. Well, that's a good thing. So you are still looking, you haven't stopped looking, even though you've only had your car really for a year, you're already planning yeah. the next one. We like that. That's the passion. Yeah. That's the passion. So, well, the, the sales guy said they'll, they'll get virtually give me what I pay for it, you know? So, um, that's crazy. So after a year, that's that's the demand at the moment. That's because people cannot buy a new um, nine nine two. That's right. Yeah, the prices are are that crazy. So um, you know, it's almost a year's free motoring. So um, who knows? Yeah, I mean, it's like all the models, though, isn't it? You know, the the even the nine nine one Carrera T and the you know the nine nine one Touring. You know, all these. I mean, I look on Auto Trader all the time, and they just. They've just dried up. There's just no cars out there at the moment. Everything seems to have, yeah. and GTSs. You know, how could you know to find a GTS manual in a 991.2 is almost impossible. Um, yeah. All these cars have just gone. Yeah, yeah. So my local dealership's got nothing, very little to sell. Um, you know, so um, it's it's a it's a big a big problem, but yeah, nice problem for us. So your dealership is saying that it's a, is it about a year's wait before people can get a 992 if they wanted to buy one now, like in the UK? Yeah, there's, um, I think their order book is full. There are delays. I'm, I'm told it's something to do with these, with these chips. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's like the, major, the main excuses at the moment, though, isn't it? It's the chips or it's COVID. There's always like <laughs> anything that's delayed. It's always about yeah. the computer chip or it's about COVID. It's like... Okay, yeah. you know. Um, so tell me about uh, the 992. Is there anything, you know, in the year that you've had it, is there anything that, that bothers you with the car? Is there any little niggle that you think, mm, I wish I wouldn't have done that, or why is it doing that? Is there anything at all that's, um, that, that concerns you? No, it's been, it's been pretty, pretty faultless, actually. Um, I've just had a couple of squeaks on the interior, and um, on the 992 forums, I think it's been a, it's one of those things. Um, I don't know whether during COVID, the, uh, the Porsche engineers have had to, you know, there's not been so many of them all that, or, or what, but um, so the build quality has slipped slightly and um, we've had a couple of squeaks and I'm not alone. I think uh, most of the guys on the forum have said they've had the same sort of problems. So they've had to go back and get door cards adjusted and, um some visors you know tweaks and stuff because there's been a few squeaks and rattles but that's the only thing it's been pretty faultless and that's fixed the issue the squeaks have gone it's yeah. not like one of those squeaks you can never find it's actually rect yeah. rectified the issue yeah so with my car it was two two rear door guards you know sort of uh the, the in the near the rear seats by the speakers um they were just they were just rattling uh so they just took them off and i think there's a broken clip or something um 
so they just uh, refitted it and it's been fine since okay that's an easy fix uh, when you buy your when you buy a new car do you put uh, paint protection film on it or you just leave it as as standard I don't I leave it I leave it standard so this is why I always people say why why do you go for the uh, for, for the standard white it's actually really really easy to keep clean if you've got a stone chip or whatever it's really easy just to uh, to deal with it because you haven't you know you haven't got a fussy color to deal with so um, you know and I drive the car every day so you do pick up stone chips but um, you know touch wood it's um, it's looking great it does come with a bit of PPF um, around the rear wheel arches yes um, from standard factory. One, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, just, and that does help. I just want to tell the listeners, just so the listeners know, because there's no video to this podcast even on YouTube, but uh, Jeremy's looking out of his window and admiring his 992. He keeps looking, <laughs> he keeps looking to his, <laughs> out the window and, and looking at it and smiling. That's what, that's what Porsche yeah. ownership is all about. You start to talk about it and you start to realize, you know, uh, what you really have. Um, let's talk about, let's talk about the drive situation um, and, and, and the great drives, because I always, uh, I always like to ask that question. Um, you know, if someone's coming to the Cotswolds or someone's coming to the UK, is there a road, uh, Jeremy, that you would say, definitely take your 911 on, take your sports car, sports car on? Or is there a road you would suggest, you know, you've driven a lot in Europe. Is there somewhere in Europe where you would say to, to you know, a Porsche owner, definitely take a trip to Europe and definitely take your car there or hire a 911 and drive it around there? Yeah, so in, in the Cotswolds, We've got loads of great roads, but um, it's uh, especially at the moment, it's so busy um, with everyone having to sort of staycation. Everyone's coming to the Cotswolds. So it's um, it's just full of cyclists and caravans and motorhomes. So uh, if you're going to come to the Cotswolds, come early, um, sort of six, seven in the morning. Um, my particular favorite road is a road called Fish Hill, which is just outside Broadway. Um, it's a two lane road. Um, road that goes up a winding hill uh, and you can go pretty flat up up that hill uh, if you're early in the morning uh, and the police aren't around that's my particular favorite road um, but all over the Cotswolds there's some great ones but you, you just need to be early um, Europe um, we took um, the 718 down to the Black Forest that was that was particularly amazing actually uh, great uh, great um, great road surface no potholes um, great, great signage, no police, um, great places to stop off and have a, a bit of lunch. So with the, the Black Forest was a real, really pleasant surprise for us. Um, and then we went down to somewhere called um, Forte dei Mani in, on the Italian Riviera. Um, and I've never been to a place with so many uh, Porsches in one town in my really? life. It was uh, Porsche heaven. All, apparently all the guys that live in Milan go there for what the weekend. What is it called? Where is it? Jeremy? Forte de Mano, yeah, okay. in Italy on the on the Italian Riviera. Right. It's um, it's um, it's a bit like sort of Saint Tropez of um, of Italy, but I've I've never been in a place with so many Porsches. I mean, really? they're just everywhere. Yeah, you don't even feel slightly special. <laughs> <laughs> you just feel like just everyone's got the same car. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's some great roads. I mean, that's the best thing about the 911, the road, you know, experiencing all the roads. And that's what I miss the most, not driving my car and not not getting out there. That's why I always say when I get back um, to Australia in October yeah. or end of October, um, I'm definitely going to put a lot of miles on, on my 911, that's for sure, um, because you realize yeah. how much you miss it when you're away from it. 
Um, and also being in the UK now at the moment, you know, being in the UK here and, and also not being able to go back to Bahrain because of the red zone and, and then the nice weather and you think, you know, you really want to uh, start driving. You want to start driving and getting yeah. out there because I start to see all the cars around here in Canary Wharf or when we went to um, Kensington High Street the other day on a weekend, which was um, not very, not probably a good idea. There was Porsches and Ferraris and everything was there out, out last Saturday, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, so what? So what else? So the Targa is going to come next. That's going to be the next one. Um, is there anything at all that you want to add to the nine nine two? Though, is there anything, any type of uh, modification or personalization, even though you've optioned it the way you like it, that you would like to add to the nine nine two? No, I'm going to. I'm keeping as it is. Um, you know, I wouldn't change a thing. I absolutely love it. But um, you know, I just, I just know that in a year's time, I'll uh, be wanting to sort of move on. You know, you know, even the dealerships keep, keeps talking about electric 911s, and it uh, it scares me. <laughs> so, um, but I don't think that's going to happen this generation, is it? I mean, it's really hard to get that information from anywhere. I mean, it's very yeah. Porsche keep it very close to their chest. But I know the 992. You know, it, you can see by the dashboard, and and you know, even though the dashboard has that harking back to the 70s sort of 911s in a way, you know, the modern touches of the, the 70s 911s. It would work in a hybrid or electric format. I don't know. Do you think it's going to happen this generation or you think it's going to happen the next generation? Yeah, I think it's going to happen sooner than we think. I mean, because um, apparently the the um, 992 is designed for you just to put an electric motor in there. It's um, it's all ready to go. You can just take out the engine and put an electric motor in. It's all um, all designed, ready to go. So, um, because we know the Macans are coming, right? We know the SUVs are coming. That's yeah. that's a definite, and they're coming twenty twenty two model year, I think, isn't it? I think that's what they said yeah, for the so. yeah. Macan EV. Um, I still worry about Porsche, and I still think um, I'm not like a Tesla fan, but I, I do worry about Porsche, and I worry about watching these videos on YouTube with you know Shimmy one fifty and even um, the other guy that does the Car Talk podcast with, and he doesn't have a Porsche Taycan, he has a, some other electric car that he just bought. And the infrastructure, if you're not Tesla, it just has issues and it's not as reliable and it's not as easy. You think that's going to be a problem in the UK? I know it'll be a problem in Australia because there's just no infrastructure. Yeah. But in the UK, I, I think, think, you know, Tesla, we hired a Tesla, you know, a couple of times last summer and it was actually okay. Um, but or a couple of summers ago, I should say. And it was okay, it was easy. But Porsche thing just doesn't seem easy, the charging network. Yeah, no, I watched the same video that um, Shmi did um, with his Taycan. And, um, you know, either either the chargers aren't working or, you know, there's, there's a, a massive queue to, to, to jump on the on the system. Um, and I think the cost isn't, isn't it's not much of a saving either. It, it can cost you you know, 20, 30 pounds to fill up. With did that surprise you, Jeremy? Sorry, did that surprise you, the cost, when he yeah, was paying really for did. it? It really surprised me. I did not think it would be that expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it really, really did surprise me. And, um, you know, he's like me. I, I, I don't have a garage or anything. So, you know, my car's on the road outside the house. So, it's you know, charging for me is not, a, not an option. Um, so, you don't have a garage? No. <laughs> that doesn't... No. <laughs> okay. You know no, I couldn't, no, live, no with, you know I couldn't live with that, right? So you have your brand new 992 and it's outside in, in English weather? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's got a 924 
across the road and I can see a 996 as well. We're all, we're all in the same boat. We're all, um, all parts on the road. Are you, are you someone that likes to detail your car and keep your car clean or it's not that big a priority for you? Yeah. My neighbors, uh, really tease me because I, I clean it nearly every day. I, I, I cannot have it, uh, looking, looking dirty. So, um, yeah, no, it, it gets washed, uh, pretty much every day. Well, you're living in the right area, that's for sure, because it sounds like there's a lot of uh, a lot of Porsche Porsche passion happening there. Um, I do watch YouTube channels, and I'm sure you do too. I noticed that uh, TGE with all his Porsches, he's moved to the Cotswolds as well, hasn't he? Or he said he had yes. a house in the Cotswolds. Um, so you might see that Carrera um, GT on the road around there. Yeah, his Porsche Porsche collection is getting pretty crazy, isn't <laughs> it? Uh, every week is something new. Um, yeah, but he, you're right. He has he has moved locally. Yeah, I have to say though that um, rent vehicle design in the UK, I think they do a great, great job. I've been watching that Targa series that he's been doing, um, and they're, you know, they 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 really do a good, great job on on restoring Porsches. I know there's a lot of places that do it, but I'm I'm pretty impressed from what I've seen so far. Like Brian at rent, rent vehicle designers does a really good job. Yeah, yeah, and um, we've also got some pretty good um, uh, car car shows, especially the Porsche shows uh, in the Cotswolds. Um, I don't know if you went to Oil Cooled last year. No, I didn't. Um, Is that coming up again? Yeah, they're doing it again this summer. So I, re- 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 I could not recommend a show more. I mean, it's fantastic. Um, Box and Gas, right? So in, that's, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Near Bista. Um, and I'll never forget being, last year, being in a, you know, in a, in a traffic jam with about 105, 110 and 911s. It was fantastic, you know, right from early 60s cars to... Um, right up to 992s and even a couple of take hands it was uh, a, a traffic jam i'll never forget yeah i'd like to go to that um so that's in end of august though isn't it somewhere around in august time isn't so, it something like that yeah yeah hopefully i'm still here i've got to go back to the middle east so hopefully i will be here because i would like to go to that um i was supposed to go to classics at the clubhouse um on the 27th of june last last sunday um and um, I couldn't make it because of work commitments. And that looked like a great event too that um, PJ, who's been on Owner Stories, yeah. organized. Um, I saw an aerial shot of it just earlier. There's so many cars there. It was actually quite a big event, much bigger than I thought actually. Um, but that's great about the UK. The the Sorry? And of course, you've got the Festival of Speed next week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Are you going to that? I am. I'm going on the Friday, yeah. Oh, you are? I can't wait. Okay. Fantastic. Fantastic. All right, Jeremy. Um, you've done well, I have to say. Um, I like the 992. I like it in the base format. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the career. I mean, I like the career S as well, but I think even if I was if I was looking at buying a 992, I'd probably look at the, the Carrera first um, for a cost point of view. And also because, you know, like you said, do you really need that much power? Um, and I think it's good how you had the lead in from the 718. And I think what's great and what a lot of other, you know, owners enjoy as well is that you really enjoy your cars. You drive them, you use them daily. Um, and I think that's what it should be about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all I'll say to, because I was really nervous about pulling the trigger on my first Porsche, I thought the servicing costs and the running costs would be horrendous. And um, they were just the same as my Audis and BMWs and Mercedes before, you know, there's uh very little difference so um if you're thinking about it just do it yeah and i agree with you i think that's a great point and i've had audis before as well and as i've said you know the cost of you know i've got an older porsche but the cost of my car is really 
it's in somewhat some things less expensive than what the Audi was. Um, yeah. And I don't know. It's 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 weird and and. It's weird when you haven't got a Porsche and you worry about all those costs, you know, you worry about, and I remember there was someone on owner stories and I can't remember who it was who said that they didn't get their Porsche when they wanted to get their Porsche because they worried about the, they were worried about maintenance costs. So they went to another, another car manufacturer, they bought something else. And then, you know, a few years later they went back to Porsche because they were worried about those costs. And then once they got their 911, they realized it wasn't actually as bad as what you think it may be. Um, and I think that's a really, uh, a really important point. But the fact with you that you buy new cars and, and you have that guarantee, that warranty, and you're building up that relationship so you can go and go to your dealer and get your uh, Targa GTS in a few years' time. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> All right, Jeremy, we're almost at the hour. Um, is there anything else you'd like to tell the listeners before we go? No, it was just a, a personal thanks to you and, um, you know, for uh, – for this fantastic podcast it's um i i really look uh, look forward to it every tuesday i think isn't it and um yeah i really enjoy it so thank you thanks that, that's great thank you um thank you jeremy yeah and i i don't know if i said to the listeners earlier jeremy's been following me on youtube for um for some time he's he's been a he's a long time follower i don't post <laughs> the videos as much i don't really post many porsche videos at the moment uh when i go back to sydney i will Jeremy, great to have you on. Um, thanks for joining me on this uh, Wednesday evening. Um, great to chat. Great, great to meet up at last. Um, Absolutely. And I'm sure everyone's going to enjoy your story. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. Great. Thanks for your time. All right, everyone. That's uh, Jeremy coming in from the UK, from the Cotswolds, uh, with his 992 Carrera in white. A beautiful, beautiful example. And that's about it for today. Thanks for listening to the Porsche School Podcast. Bye for now. Oh.